Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset, which is the podcast for entrepreneurs that are looking to progress both themselves, but the business too. I am Jason Kemsley. And I'm Bradley Monday. And today we're, we're going to get into something a little bit meatier uh, than some of our previous topics. We're going to talk about getting to that million pound in revenue. Um, the, the or first, million dollars. Or million dollars. A million. It's you know the, the nice round number of a million in whatever... Uh, currency you work in so uh, we're covering a really I think there's lots of different periods of of a business Um, this this one for me is is really exciting I have very fond memories back when we were working towards towards our first million I recall the moment I knew it was a million and and that moment do you okay but I think everyone does but then the second one isn't anywhere near what you think it's going to be and and i think it gets a bit more difficult and the seriousness starts to hit you uh, there's quite a lot going on there's a lot to go wrong i yeah no i i agree <coughs> i think it, it it changes and your business you see your business mature beyond that million i think you as an individual have to mature as well and i actually wanted to start this off with yes we're going to talk about all the things that you could do in your business to to drive you to a million but to not try and get there too fast and to enjoy the journey. You can't, if it's anything like us, you know, we, we've gone past a million, we've gone past two million. That that process, usually you, you want to stick around, you want to see it thrive, you want to see what you can make that. You want to see what you can make this thing that you, you've managed to create something half decent out of. So it's very rare you get, you know, you probably don't get more than two or three opportunities in your life to be an integral everyday part of something on that journey of not to a million. And so cherish it, really do cherish it. I know it's a, it's a big goal, but it doesn't come many times. No, and uh, also the, the businesses that you see out there that appear to have become overnight successes, very, very often aren't. Yep. There's an awful lot of hard graft in the years when they just weren't known. Yep, absolutely. and then suddenly they become popular overnight. So really do enjoy enjoy that journey and and trying to get to you know even even this milestone of a million before you're ready and too quickly can just create problems that you you don't need. Right? Absolutely, that you you are growing. Potentially, if this is your first time around, you're growing as an individual, and your business is finding its feet, and there'll be problems along the way that you need to fix. And if you're you know if, if you're accelerating that a little bit too fast, it'll go wrong. Can I, can I just add something in here that's a big bugbear of, I know, both of ours. Don't watch videos of these £500 million CEOs and the advice. Yes, the advice is applicable. You need very different skills and traits to get from the naught to a million than you do to go from the one to five, the five to 25, 25 to 100, whatever those brackets are. And so, yes, delegating all of those things that we talk and we hear about, that naught to a million is hard graph rolling those sleeves up mm-hmm. getting getting stuck in which we're going to talk about but um you, you can't believe or lean too much into some of these things you read and see is is it's a bit different that first part yeah even in our own previous episodes we've talked very heavily around processes and building management teams and all that sort of stuff that doesn't exist that, that actually <laughs> is isn't required at this at this early stage so we're going to cover uh, some what I would suggest high level points, but also wanting to get into let's let's just start to 
to break this down. It is when you're first starting out, you're in the early stages of the journey. It can definitely feel it's like it's yeah, it's a mountain that you've got to climb. So we need to we need to break this down. So could we? A million to me is a big number. I think well, actually that's a ridiculous number. It is to most people. Ninety-nine percent of the world, a million pound dollars, whatever. It's a big number. You, I, I think you, you, and because you're a numbers guy as well, you know what that breaks down to, and it makes it feel like it isn't the big number. Yeah, and it's not. So when when we get into the breaking down, it's not about okay, we're we're starting from zero. Let's let's be at a million pound tomorrow. It's it's just about okay, is a million too far off to be aiming for right now? Yep. And it's just making things feel more palatable. Absolutely. Um, but before before we go into that, I wanted to touch on a story that I've just been reminded of. And I'll uh, really early on in in our journey with our, with our current business, um, we I mean we are going back over over a decade ago now. It's you know, sort of been fourteen years, and uh, so much much younger and that sort of stuff. I I will never <laughs> much forget. more energetic. <laughs> I will never forget wandering into our, our accounts firm it was back in the day when your accountant used to meet with you until <laughs> far back we're going right um these days it'll be virtual best but i went and i sat down with the the owner of our accountancy firm and we'd just done uh we'd just done 250k um as i say super super early on in the journey and we'd had what i considered to be a good year and uh he he turned around and he said yeah but at uh, at 250k you, you're not really you're not really a real business and whether or not i agree with that statement it stuck with it you. just gave me so much fire and going to to just drive forward and go i'll show you real business you know <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. and i just needed i wanted to go back in that next year and just demonstrate to him how much further we'd we'd come so yeah along along the way you're going to get People say things that you don't necessarily. I don't think he meant any harm by it, but just to turn that into a well, I'm not going to be disheartened by what you just said. I, I, I'll see you next year. <laughs> uh, out of interest, do you know where they currently stand as a business turnover wise? Uh, he's now retired. Oh, okay. Um, but I, but he did. It go just would have been a nice end to that story if, if if the business now was actually bigger than the guy you sat with. That would be a super cool. Yeah. way to interact with him yeah it's a great time to grab a coffee and do you remember that conversation we had what it uh <laughs> so so what it was for me was going back in the next year and you know with the new numbers being a proper business uh, in his eyes but i sat down i reminded him of what he'd said to me because he didn't remember it um he actually apologized for saying it. i said i didn't tell you that because i wanted you to apologize i told you that because it actually enhanced the fire that i had to go and show you that that I was, you know, that you were wrong, and that we were a real business. We were just on a, on a journey. Absolutely, and but there is something with that, right? I think that's why the million is such a, a sort of pivotal target for many people. Is it does make you feel like oh, I've kind of got something proper now. I've kind of got something decent. Yeah. So, so, it's, so I mean, if we look at when you're a million pound business, a a good, a strong business can it does twenty percent net profit. I think if you're at that if you're at that level, actually you have a, a very healthy, healthy business. On a million pound, when you're when you're taking, you know, 
200k profit, whether you're reinvesting that or taking that back for yourself or whatever it is, actually, that's a good sum of money. Absolutely. If you are running a smaller business that is that 250k business, you, you're, it's not feasible. You're not going to be taking home 200k. So it's just the the million is that that nice scale where actually you can take home. And you start to see the, fr- the fruits of being an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? I mean, you don't have to take that home for for years and years. We were reinvesting that money and and actually putting that back into the business to go to the next step. What you do with it, to and where you go with it is it's is probably an episode entire, in itself. Yeah, it, it depends on your goals. And we did a little bit about goals um, a couple of episodes ago. But that that's why we sort of focus in on the middle. It's a nice uh, million. It's a nice round number, and actually, you can be making some 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 good profit out of it as well. So, so let's just sort of break that down. Uh, what I wanted to look at is uh, we're going to talk a little bit in this episode as well about annual recurring, monthly recurring, and, and one-off. Uh, if you want to uh, get get some more knowledge on those topics, maybe go and revisit our previous episode where we we talked at those about those Absolutely. actually in prep for for this. So, what what does that look like? So. I wanted to look at this as, um, let's say you're in uh, one-off sales business. Yep, you've got an e-commerce website, you sell mugs. Yep, you're you're going to need to sell, if you want to be at a million pounds, uh, assuming that the maths works out, you're taking out all seasonality, all of that sort of stuff, you need to do um, just below £84,000 a month in order to get to your million pound target. So already, we're starting to see how that number is a bit more palatable when you look at what it a 12 month period is it's a long period right so 84000 okay so um i'm not going to go down to to mugs because i don't think we're we're selling mugs uh, you know 100 pounds 100 dollars but um let's assume that the product you're selling is is worth 100 pounds dollars in your respective currency so you need to be selling you know 840 of these on a monthly basis yep to get to where you want to go and what I like about this is it just allows us to break them down. Hang on a minute. Can I sell 840 of these or or not? And if 840 is just way off, actually in this right now, we need to focus on something that's that's much more manageable. I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is the let's let's work out a target. Where do we want to go? And then we break it down and then find out if it's achievable. And we do this year in even now in our business. We'll set a hey, here's where we want to go. And then you track it back. Well, what does that mean in terms of leads, et cetera, et cetera? So, so go on the mug example, if we break it down, break it down, break it down, can we sell three mugs a day? If I can sell three mugs a day, over, oh, well, it's not three, is it 30? Sorry. Over that period, over a 30-day period, Yep. I I should reach my target. If I can do that consistently, yes, peaks and troughs, et cetera. And so now we're starting to look at, right, we need to sell 30 a day. How do we get, how many leads do we need to get to get to the website to sell 30 a day? Right, well, for every 30 we sell, we've got 80 that hit the website. For 80 that hit the website, we lose 20 immediately. And you can start, we can start to work from what you've just set as a million, back to the month, back to the day, back to right what we need to do on marketing, what we need to do on sales. And now we've got this entire pipeline that we can aim for across the business to give us some unity. Absolutely. And I wanted to come on to that sort of uh, 
the leading metrics rather than the trailing metrics. If we know how many we need to sell, that's not the metric that we want to be measuring. Because if we get towards the end of the month and we quite haven't, haven't quite sold enough, you're quite often too late to, to fix that. That's, that's done and we'll have to make it up in the next month. Whereas, as you suggested, if you know how many people buy through your website and you know, that, let's say it's 20% 20, 20 of people buy through the website, then you know exactly how many visitors you need to your website to sell Absolutely. the number of um, items that you need to sell. Yeah. So we want to be tracking those metrics, those leading metrics, as far back as you possibly can. And depending on the type of your business, that might be the number of, you know, you now know the number of emails you need to send out in order to generate your pipeline and that sort of stuff. And, and that's a key point is many people will target forward. Okay, I'm going to spend X on marketing. I get X in. I get X sales. Well, hold up a minute. That only produces me that amount. So what we're talking about is doing it in reverse. This is what the goal is. Say a million. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Okay, we need to get X number of leads in. And now what what ways can we do to get this many leads in, which turn into this many conversions, this many repeat purchases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think quite often people are spending their marketing budget without knowing if what that effective. what that produces. Oh, the amount of times I've seen someone with a marketing and they say, yeah, it's working. We're getting leads. I'm sorry. How do you know that there is, let's say there's 20 options out there for you. How do you know that that one returns 10 leads? How do you know that next one doesn't return a hundred? You've got to measure that in some way, shape or form, especially on this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry to take us off tangent. This naught to a million, we are trying to be as lean as possible. We're trying to be as effective as possible. I'm, I'm looking at every subscription we've got, or I'm looking at every expense to some degree. Now, every quarter, maybe I'll look through, right, let's have a yep. clean up, et cetera. So it does change quite, quite quickly. Um, yeah, and so don't throw your marketing money out the wall in, in comparison <laughs> to that. Is, um, and you might find when you, when you track it backwards, maybe actually the amount of marketing spend you'd need to do to get there just isn't palatable and it makes you just come back to the drawing board and go, hey, we need a more effective way to take this to market if we want to get to where we want to get to. So it really does engage. But it allows engage you to set thinking. goals that are achievable, which is the big, big thing, right? If you set a target on January 1st, we're going to do a million this year but you can't afford the four times marketing budget you need to get there. Why wait 12 months to all to be disappointed and sat in a room wondering why you all were slaving away, feeling like you're working 80 hours a week, but you didn't reach it. It was never possible. Yeah, no, in, indeed. And we're going to get onto that in a little bit about, about the goal setting that needs to come with, with this as well. Uh, before we move on too much, we talked about how much we'd need to sell, sell per month if we were one time. Yep. Just to give you uh, a figure in terms of monthly reoccurring, if we made our service or the product that we're providing a monthly reoccurring service, it'd be just shy of, of 13K a month that we'd need to add on to our monthly reoccurring services. So in January order to get to 1st was zero, add 13K, build 13K. Month two, if I had 13K, we build 26. Yep. And so on and so on. And keep, mo keep moving that forward. So it, it definitely changes the figure you're looking at, whether it changes the effort is... It depends on your business and that sort but of the stuff. Same it's a nice way to look at backwards that we've just talked about goal setting exists. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, 
So just, I guess, be mindful that if you do have seasonality in there and that sort of stuff and you are relying on monthly reoccurring for your forecasting, if you start to fall behind in that first quarter, second quarter, it really does carry over into Q3, Q4. It's very difficult to play catch up. The amount compounds in the positive direction, yeah. but it likewise positive uh, compounds in a negative, negative direction. Yeah. Right, I need to make up. We didn't. We sold five grand less last month, but now we need to make up eight because we've got less billing periods or whatever it works out to be. So, let's get into. We've done. We've done numbers. Yep. We've put everyone to sleep. Let's try. Let's try and wake everyone up a little bit. Let's talk about about some planning. So. The million pound for you might be might be a ten year goal. It might be a three year goal. Whatever, how, however far that is out, I, what I think we should talk about in this episode is the three year and the one year. Yep. And there's multiple different ways that we've used across the years to uh, to plan this. We started with uh, we used to use an orb orb chart type scenario where you've got your different sections about right where am I going? What numbers are we going to do? across the next three years. So you have your first year in your outer ring and then second year, third year. And so these are the numbers. And in order to get to those numbers, we're going to target these regions. We're going to need this many people to deliver. And sort of building out what does your business look like across those three years? That's one way you could do things. Um, big fan of just actually getting down on paper. Where do we want to be? What does this look like in terms of Average customer spend, absolutely. Uh, existing customer growth, if we're reoccurring, that sort of stuff. Um, but also putting down just high-level things that you're going to need to achieve across the next three years. What does the business look like in that in that three years in terms of people, certain things you might be doing, selling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so on that, on our journey and on the journeys I've seen, the biggest takeaway from what you've just said is don't over-engineer it is our, our goals, our planning, etc., not to a million, were wildly less time-consumptive. I don't even know if that's a Are word. Are you making up words? I think I'm making up words. It took up far less time than it does now. And what I mean by that is, there is a balancing act between you're wearing a few hats, typically you're doing a few things, and planning, goal-setting with your team, etc. Yep. Is they, they need to be functional, they need to be they need to be purposeful. They need to be driven. I see too many people over-engineer them. Less is more is what you're getting at, right? Uh, absolutely. But it has to hit the spot, right? We need this to be able to get to this, etc. But I see so many people, oh, well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to open the floodgates until I've got this, 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 and this, and this ready. No, we need to be, we need to be on it. We need to be selling constantly yep. even while we're working on all this stuff. So... Uh, to to summarise that, perhaps don't wait for per perfection. Absolutely, perfection is is definitely a killer when you're on this, especially early journey. Iteration is what you need. Get something out there, whatever it is, and then iterate through. Make iterate it better. Iterate repetition. Better. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a we you know we talked a little bit about about three year goals, um, and where where we want to be in three years. We're using. Your risk analysis methods. Let's just get a SWOT together. All of those sorts of things. What's going to be, you know, the the strengths, the weaknesses. Um, don't forget your, um, you know, make sure there's positives and negatives in there. Absolutely. Uh, and that might help us to sort of shape what that business looks like in three years. And then we come down into the detail, into the one year. 
So I reckon five to seven goals, and they are tangible things. They're measurable across this year. You know when you've hit them, yeah? Things yep. we need to do within the business. But this year, we're going to work towards the three-year. So we're looking at the three-year trajectory for things we need to do this year to meet both this year's numbers and across the next three years. Uh, so we've got those in there. And get, get your one-year numbers in there. So work out how does your business grow? What does that trend line look like? If you've got that sort of information, we're, not, we're probably not going to take a million, divide it by three, if that's where we're going yep. in three years, and do that across you know, evenly across those years usually you do get a bit of a curve with growth try and try and try and get that down as well i think that gives us a nice a nice place to start right we've got a plan now that is that's half the battle is getting something down so that you know at least where you're trying to go absolutely and know when you've got enough to go and crack on is is if it's quite interesting if i look back to our naught to a million journey. I don't know if I would say I think we needed to do more of that or we done the right amount. Well, I think when you're more than a million, it's very easy to say we should have probably done more planning. In that moment, you really are sort of sleeves up, but you need a guiding light. You need these goals as a guiding yep. light to keep you because you typically at that size don't have a leadership team. You typically at that size don't, maybe have that many managers or middle managers around you and so you or your business partners need that guiding light to bring you all on the same page so that in your words we are rowing together in the same direction yeah um it's definitely that that early stage is when you're identifying people that might sit on your your leadership team Absolutely. for beyond so it's definitely a time to to find great people that recognize a journey recognize the value in what you're doing and want to come and be allow them in to to create that vision as well bounce ideas off it is a lonely you know it's a lonely space being an entrepreneur sometimes and so just having people that are sharing in in your passion makes makes a real good sense at that stage what else have, what uh, else have we got i Let's think go. i think the big thing for me in that journey is um identifying very in a naught to a million, your time is more precious than it may ever be. I think it works in the inverse to what people perceive it to be. If you're 500 million, oh, your time's very expensive. It is, correct. The time to the business when you're not naught to a million needs you more than ever. And how you spend it is what I mean by that. So if you waste an hour a day on that naught to a million it makes a substantial difference based on the number of people you've got, number of right bodies in right seats, et cetera, et cetera. When you're at 500 million, there's many more levels to catch things or, you know, there's people working to make areas better without you, et cetera. So in that naught to a million, you want to be as efficient and as effective with your time as possible. And so what I think, and I think we've done quite a good job at this, I have to say, is we eliminated the lost leaders, the things that don't drive us towards that target. Yeah. And I think there's always going to be, when when you start on your journey, there's a a tendency to pick up anything and everything in terms of customers. So I, I think it's a good exercise quite early on to work out what type of customer are you going after. Yep. Uh, and I I don't want to talk down the going after 
anything and everything because I think it can actually get you to, get a, you to, a, to point. a point. But you've got to identify when those people, actually, you know, to allude back to what you were saying about time sapping things, when you've got customers that are taking up more of your time than they should be, that's that's when it you've reached that point where it's like, right, we want more of what we know works and then and less of less of others. Absolutely. Uh, while you do that, I'm just going to... Uh, I saw a really inter- interesting um, thing I want to mention uh, regarding okay. this, but um, it's it's super... Deals bring money, yes. If something really smells off, I get that it's money. I get that it's revenue that's driving you towards this goal, but the time it takes, the effort it takes, your your time is so valuable at that period. You don't want to spend it on someone that's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form get there, and will probably won't be there when you're on the one to five million journey. Uh, and just to build on that, it can come from hey, someone wants something that's a little bit bespoke, and yeah, how much of that time you've got to support this or deliver this moving forwards, and it's really important that you bear that in mind throughout your journey as to hey, maybe early on you do do some of that because you you need revenue, you need to keep the lights on, but. But just knowing when it's time to one stop offering these bespoke things that you don't do in the norm, and when to start to exit out those ones that have now become time saps. I wanted to move on um, while while you're looking for whatever magic you're looking for there, Jace. I saw something the other day where someone said we used to offer our ser- when we were smaller we used to offer our services at a lower price point, and now we're at a slightly higher price point because it appears to get more expensive to deliver service as you grow yep and they were around yeah the the higher figure they were around the million pound at this point and i don't i don't actually agree with that but i wanted to talk it through so that you can bear it in mind is actually the reason it feels like it gets more expensive is because you're bringing in other people that cost you real money as it were yep that you used to do yourself not not putting value on your time so yep. it really does um sort of mirror what you were saying in terms of you c- you can deliver stuff at seemingly nothing because actually you know it's amazing what you can actually live on when you try when you first start a business <laughs> it's about making sure that actually you whether you choose to sell it at, at an effective loss or not to to get your business off the ground it's really important to know what cost do you come out at and what you value your time at so that you can build that into knowing the real cost of what you're delivering because otherwise exactly as this person was saying when you start to bring people onto your team you gonna find yourself in a in a tricky spot if you can't suddenly afford to deliver deliver your services so i'm not i'm not again i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying be mindful that you will need to potentially have a price rise at, at that point when you it just allows you to forecast and plan so i'm just going to quickly read this this is uh, a description I thought was very good, which is uh, a business in the naught to 750 um, range, but I think it, it's fairly applicable here. This is what most of them look like. I'm reading this so that you can try and break that mold a little bit by thinking about these other things. Uh, and uh, leader, uh, the business owners are huffing and puffing day after day, just trying to keep their business open one stride at a time and growing at the rate they'd like. They're the chief everything officer from social media to installing sinks or whatever they do. Um, and you do whatever it takes to get the job done. They're in an exhilarating place to be. Um, and that's exactly what it should be. But now is the time to turn it into a business. 
and not just a job. It's a bit niche. It's a bit there, but you are doing a bit of everything. You are. And so if you can get ahead of that with your goals, if you can get ahead of that with the right person, in these right roles, you can very quickly make that journey a bit easier, a bit more seamless rather than the falling into it, trying to make it happen. You can make it a bit more effective and easier than the normal. Absolutely. And that almost perfectly comes back around to uh, what I, my story that I started out with. There you go. So if, you, if you're in that, what was that? To, to 750? Uh, that was to 750,000. Yeah. Okay. So if you're in that mark to 750 and you find yourself doing a bit of everything, the passage that Jason read has just said that you've got a job and that you don't run, <laughs> uh, you don't run a real business. So you can take that and you can use that for fire to, uh, to, to grow and grow your business in, in a very similar way I did. And I think um, a future episode and we'll, we'll touch upon it, but it's that next stage you know, you've got to that now, what next, how do you set up a management framework? How do you set one? We've got some episodes, but um, there's definitely more to come on this topic. Yeah. So let's, um, because we haven't talked about processes, frameworks, that kind of thing, let's just round off by saying, actually, up to a million, it's only when you start to approach that million that those kind of things really creep in and become important. Yep. Until then, you're still finding your way. You are being the master of everything. So processes where they're appropriate, but I don't, I don't think over-architect them in those, in those early stages because you're still very Nothing much finding your way. engineering. Yeah absolutely good stuff and and we'll jump into the next phase phase on the next episode but if there's any parts that you want us to dive into deeper then please by all means leave leave a comment etc and we can happily do so that is one we've definitely been there and done and got the war wounds for as well and we will catch you on the episode next episode see you bye-bye <laughs>